Welcome to Swala Nyeti, the law podcast that pairs a layman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions of the day. Swala Nyeti is sponsored by the law firm of Kigwata and Company Advocates and is intended for educational purposes only. Welcome to episode 34 of Swala Nyeti. I am the lawyer, aka Wakili Harry Karanja. And I am the layman, Gashao Patrick. Hello, Gashao. Wakili, have you seen what things you have been doing? What do you mean? Now, by we. Or you what do you all, mean by all, me? All you guys, wakilis, judges. Uh-huh. There's a case in Naivasha. Yes. Of a mishap in a virtual case. Virtual court, rather. Mm-hmm. Where two people with the same name, mm-hmm. I think it was Peter and Gige, mm-hmm. were arrested for two different uh, what offenses. Mm-hmm. One for drinking. Yes. The other one for robbery with violence. Okay. And the court called the one for robbery and violence in. Mm-hmm. And they read the charge that he's been charged for dr- drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. <coughs> okay. And then he was charged. Yeah. He paid and left. So you're saying the court, uh, there was a case of mistaken identity. Yes. And the court called the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy got free. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. He was prosecuted and left. So he paid the fine and... Uh, ah, yeah, he was out. And so they can't find him now. And the fellow who would... Now the real With person... Them now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> His identity was stolen. <laughs> and he's still in the cell probably. He doesn't even know what's going on. My goodness. Well, I mean, you have to expect such things when you have a change in how things are happening. Are you guys wearing wigs in this virtual <laughs> <laughs> considering how much you guys love wigs and okay so let's let's <laughs> <laughs> you know if there's all these problems in virtual courts let's at least make sure our virtual uh, podcast yeah is has no problems so well, let's, anyway. let's not mistake the identity of our question today we'll try but that case <coughs> hey anyway now as we had promised yesterday we have a question and this is it my husband and I need guidance. Two months ago, we went to a bureau to hire a house help. We were desperate and took the best in the group, even though she wasn't a preferred type. A few weeks into her job, on a Sunday evening, my husband said he couldn't find an old laptop. He was sure he had kept it in our closet and suspected it was stolen. Earlier that morning, the house help had taken off her day, and we figured she might have stolen it then. When she returned, we asked her, but she denied it, and started insulting us with unprintable words. I told my husband it would be safe to lock her up or she might turn violent. I told the watchman not to let her leave and then we called the OCS, who is our family friend. He sent some police who arrested her and detained her overnight. In the morning, they released her on free bond, but she never came back. The police never found enough evidence, so they did not charge her in court. However, the bureau called us recently and said a lawyer for the lady asking for her details. Should we be worried? What do you think, Wakili? Okay, so let me see if I understand the situation here. We have a couple who had hired a house help from a bureau, and they suspected that she had stolen a laptop Correct. from the house. When they questioned her, she became rude and violent, as they claim. Or rather, she became rude and threatening to be violent. And to avoid such violence, they asked the watchman not to let her leave, 
called the OCS with their friend and had her arrested. But later, no evidence was found against her, so no charges were preferred. And then they got a call from the bureau saying that a lawyer for that lady had been asking for the details of this couple. So they yes. want to know whether they should be worried if there's any possible civil wrong they have committed. Correct. First, I think my first interaction with the house help was when you get a baby. Mm. Uh, I mean, I never thought you can live with another person in your house without your relative. Mm. And then they come and you trust them with your baby, with mm. the food they cook. Mm. It's amazing then. So... I I see how these things also turn. You d- you just never know who you are living with, to be honest. So if they are rude or they start insulting you because of a miss, what I don't know. She would have she would have said no, I think, if she didn't take it. And now is the laptop. So in in this case, the she has not been charged, and I just think the police were doing their job. So there's nothing for them to be worried about. Well, okay, so Gashaw, um if we were to look at civil wrongs, and that's what we're discussing this week, you might be correct that it's not possible for this lady to charge or to bring an action of malicious prosecution against them because she was not charged, yeah. or against the police in that case. But there is still a possibility that she might bring an action in tort for false imprisonment. False imprisonment, Wakili? Yes. She's not been imprisoned? <laughs> no. <laughs> F- false imprisonment does not necessarily have to be being put in prison. No, false imprisonment actually means Robin Island, like <laughs> Mandela. <laughs> you are there for 27 years. Just spending a night in the cell. P- police collect people who are drunk. They put in the cell in the morning. You go home. Come on. Well, and I'm not even talking about her experience at the police station. Hmm. In this case, I'm looking at them detaining her in the house and asking the watchman not to let her leave. Is that false imprisonment? <laughs> so what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let you answer that question after I tell you what are the ingredients of false imprisonment. But before we even get there, I think our children are falsely imprisoned. You all think of what? Them, all our children are falsely <laughs> imprisoned. Truck <laughs> engine, don't get out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what are the ingredients for false imprisonment? So, uh, f- just to understand, false imprisonment is not about being in Robben Island or, you know, any other penitentiary system. Rather, it's any unlawful restraint of a person when that person is purporting to act uh, with legal authority. Mm-hmm. With legal authority. Yes. So... There are some things here we have to 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 see to determine whether it qualifies as false imprisonment, and this time I'll give you five things only. Okay, uh, only five ingredients. They, they have subtitles. <laughs> no subtitles <laughs> or subcategories. Yeah, you're the one who has to k- keep note of them. Oh, yeah. Number one. So was there a detention? No. Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> So to determine whether there was detention, you have to look at whether she was restrained from leaving. Mm, okay, I told the watchman not to let her leave. That's what he says. So the second thing is that the detention must be forceful. Like, was it forceful, you mean? Yes. It wasn't. She she complied. She was told not to leave, and she stayed. And if she was in such a hurry, she would have jumped over the fence or something. <laughs> no one, no one did, 
detained her? Well, f- first of all, we don't know the status of their fence. It could be those ones which have some glass, broken glass at the top. But there's no evidence that she went to the watchman and the watchman told her to go back. But okay. just n- take note that when we talk about forceful, it does not mean that any force was used, even threat of force. And if you've seen watchmen who've been tasked with detaining someone, mm-hmm. you can tell that they can effectively use a threat of force to keep you where you are. They usually have implements of their trade. Machete. <laughs> or and arrows. Yes. And, uh, and, and if you see that, sometimes you sit tight where you are. Okay. So forceful does not need there to be, have, does not need that there has been force. force. Only the okay. threat of force is sufficient. Okay. Three. Uh, it must be total. Must be total. Yes. The detention must be in a way now, like you had said, there's no possibility that she could leave that place. So there's no possibility that she could have jumped over the fence. There's no possibility that she could have just found some other exit. So it must be detention in a way that it would prevent any reasonable person from leaving. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. That one I don't agree. Number four. Number four comes to the issue what of time. Is, how can I detain somebody who has a chance to to escape who has? Uh, who has a chance to escape? What is what type of deten- detention is that? Yeah, so I mean, remember this is a civil wrong. But yeah, you're telling them, I have detained you, but you can live through that gap. So that's not detention. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, you can't do that. You have to be total detention. You can't leave. So Wakili, Wakili, are you seeing this, this, this schools where children come for DT? Do you know what DT is? N- no, what's detention that? Detention on okay. Saturday. Maybe wa- mostly day schools. <laughs> okay. And you're not supposed to come to school on the weekend, but uh, if you yeah. have DT, you should report mm-hmm. maybe from 8 to 1. Mm. Uh, is that, are you also saying that is false imprisonment? I, I think you're the one to tell me because if it meets the requirements, the ingredients that I've told you are false imprisonment, then it's possible. And so let me finish the last two so that you can tell me. It means schools have become uh, jails, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so the fourth requirement is or rather the lack of requirement mm-hmm. is the time. So when it comes to false imprisonment, it doesn't matter how short or long the imprisonment was or the detention was. Mm-hmm. It might be a few minutes or it might be a few days. It might still qualify as false imprisonment. Even a few minutes? Of course. Because remember, everybody has freedom of liberty under the Constitution. Wow. So for you to take away that right of their liberty, even for a few minutes you are infringing against their legal rights. Okay. So when it comes to false imprisonment, it does not matter the period. It might be what you might think as a short period or it might be a long period. But it's still DT. And lastly, the most important is that the imprisonment must have been unlawful. Ah, okay. The imprisonment must be unlawful. Yes. So... If we agree on the imprisonment, is that unlawful? Uh, Well, now you can tell me. In in this case for that you mentioned for DT, Mm. had you agreed for the imprisonment? When you go to school, you know that (laughs) you commit this, (laughs) the punishment is DT, and you must report. So then in that case, it wouldn't. So if the imprisonment is unlawful, or if the detention is unlawful, then it can meet the requirements for false imprisonment. Now, Akili, let me ask you. 
we catch a thief and hanging clothes in our estate mm. a person we do not know mm. stuffing them in a bag mm. what are we supposed to tell him to we can't detain him we can't tell him we have caught you mm. picking things that are not yours mm-hmm. what we call a person like you here normally is a thief mm. and you wait here the police are coming okay so to find out whether something is unlawful or not there are two tests you can ah. use i knew there has to be some <laughs> <laughs> subtitles sub <laughs> sub options so i mean first of all you'd just take a you'd you'd want to ask is it reasonable okay okay again it's a layman test okay yes would a reasonable person looking at this situation acting with the same information and facts that you have take a similar Okay. Make a similar conclusion. Yes. That this person is best um should be best restrained mm. to avoid them from escaping lawful authority. Okay. Okay. If someone can reach that conclusion that it's reasonable, then it's likely that the detention was lawful. lawful. Mm-hmm. And also very importantly that there was no malice in how this detention was done what so mm. so if there is malice then yeah. it's likely to be unlawful what does malice mean like like i intend to harm you exactly so malice implies that there is some intention to harm so the the, the question of reasonability is is not so much the issue the question of malice is more likely why did you call the police okay why did i call the police in this case in this case that has been sent in why did they call the police i think they called the police because the laptop is missing it's missing on the day she went to home on leave she's a suspect and she has become violent or possibly violent when asked about it on this question will hinge whether they should be worried or not because they've claimed that the ocs was their friend yeah is that a bad thing he might have been acting based on the relationship that they have rather mm. than on every facts oh, of yeah. the matter okay so if we have a person who is suspected as a thief we should not call the policemen who are friends and that's not what i said <laughs> <laughs> they might act blindly that's not what i said in favor of friendship so at the end of the day whether they should be worried or not will depend on that key issue on whether there was malice in how they imprisoned her or detained her mm. and if there was then it could be that they committed the civil wrong of false imprisonment and right. whether or not the police charged which which can also play against them if the police did not charge her yes it means that the police looking at the matter objectively found insufficient evidence already that's what it means it means that when the police looked at the circumstances they saw that there is insufficient evidence to charge her which could mean that these this couple also had insufficient evidence to detain her <laughs> what if the police are negligent <laughs> <laughs> they didn't write up a charge sheet or something uh, well like i said all we can do is work on the facts that we've been given So whether they should be worried or not will come down to that question of malice. Let's see now. Was there a detention? I think there was. Was it forceful? Ron is debatable. 
the lady was also being violent. She, she she was being rude and possibly violent. Well, maybe that's how you'd react also if you are being accused of theft and you had not uh, committed any theft. Yeah, but uh, violence all the same. And then total you say time does not matter. So that one is non-negotiable. It's not, we won't even talk about it. so I don't think it was malicious. And therefore they have nothing to be worried about. It is a reasonable way of dealing with a person you suspect stole your laptop. <laughs> you wait for the police to come. All right. So and if you're not the thief don't try to run away by the way. So whether or not they meet those conditions will hinge on a test of the ordinary man on the street. And in this case of course we had police officers who presented with the same facts did not find that they could sustain a charge for theft. Therefore the question is begs why did this couple feel like they are in a better place to determine that this lady had stolen than the police and if they can not show how they came to such a conclusion that she stole from them mm-hmm. outside of bias or any ill feeling they got from whatever she insulted them yeah. about yeah then they might be said that they were acting in malice and in that case they could be liable for a claim of false imprisonment well there you have it nothing more to add i think um you you should you might be there might be reason for you to get worried just a bit but in any way this is law wakili has taught me it can go either way so you stay put have your evidence and if true that your laptop is missing also it's true that somebody took it so in any case uh, we leave it there for now That's all we have time for today. Join us tomorrow for another episode of Swala Nyeti. The question is is it, is it possible to sexually harass a male junior employee if it was consensual? This is a very sensitive issue and I look forward to seeing to hearing the answer from you Akili. Others from me, have a good day and goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to Swala Nyeti. Special thanks to our layman Gashal Patrick and our lawyer Harry Karanja. If you have a legal question that you want answered, send us a WhatsApp message on 0708111222 or email us at admin@swalanyeti.org. You can find downloads to all our podcast episodes on our website www.swalanyeti.org.